coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. I can't, just, I can't yeah. compete. I haven't got a green light on my mic like you say. That's very kind of radio studio. We're on air when it's green. We're off when it's red kind of thing. That is that yeah. is swazzy tech. I never thought it's literally like a, you can change the color. So I'm, I, I never even thought about that actually. Um, oh, right. It's a child's mic. Yeah. It's not an on air, off air mic. It's yeah, a child's no, it's... mic. But if if anyone asks, it's it's a proper mic. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike McQuaid joining us here on the podcast this week to talk about everything in week one. You can find uh, Mike's stuff, uh, particularly all over NFL Ireland um, and also uh, the uh, Ireland college game that we had recently with Notre Dame coming over. Who was it against again? Uh, Notre Dame Navy, mate. Notre Dame did, Navy. Did anybody pay attention to Navy? I imagine like Notre Dame <laughs> in in Ireland kind of hogs all the headlines anyway. Do you, do you know what the funny thing is? Like, look, we're talking off just off record there now about how special the last few months were with like Phoenix and the Super Bowl and stuff. It's not that I had no expectation for Notre Dame coming to Ireland. I just didn't really think about it until it happened. And so before I knew it, I was standing standing in Dame Street, which was renamed Notre Dame Street on the Saturday morning, and there was 25, 30,000 people. Granted, a lot of them flew over, but it was uh, it was emotional. It was unbelievable. Like, it, it was honestly a very, very special weekend, and I feel like I'm only starting to realise how special it was while I'm chatting to Yoli, which is not a bad thing, but um, yeah, like, it, it was Notre Dame's weekend. There was still a decent amount of Navy ones that came over. I was, like, I had people hitting us up on social media maybe four to five months before that saying like i'm actually calling over i'm supporting navy can you get tickets but it was a, obviously a notre dame home game uh, and they better get over here again very soon because it was great crack as we said well there's been quite a few obviously of the um the games in ireland for the kind of college football season openers if you will but yeah would, am i right in saying this was the first notre dame one i should have actually gone and done some the, research um, I, i'm sure I, they've been once but i couldn't put my finger on it I, I'll probably get the year wrong, so apologies to the College Football Classic crew for listening to this. Big love to them. <laughs> uh, 2014, they were the away team. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm nearly certain it was either that or 2016. I have it in my head. It's one of those. It's just, it's been a long week. But first time ever that they were a home team in Ireland. And you could sort of see, like, you could just sort of see it around the city. I went down on the Thursday. Uh, Dan Patrick was down, based down in the city centre. And it was just... It was pretty cool, but the funny thing is, Ollie, the week after, like we're we're talking a good eight days after the game, I was walking around Belfast, and I met a I met a group of ten people who were from Indiana, and they were still over here, and they're all wearing their their Notre Dame gear. So it's uh, is that like it um, was special when people win Six Nations and then they're pictured like five days later wearing still their like Wales kit and getting onto a plane because they've just been on a five day bender like that. Is that what they'd done? They'd just been there for ten days. They'd come over for one game, ended up stuck, and were still wearing all their stuff from game day. Like when you see like, like Jack yeah. Grealish, for instance, still in his Man City kit from the Champions <laughs> League final like five days later. You know, Jack. Uh... As a Manchester United fan and, and an Ireland football fan, Jack Grealish is well in my heart at the minute. But uh, I have to say, I love that whenever he done that. Like, it, it's it's hard to explain. Like we was was, was down. Like, so we drove down and drove up the same day on the Thursday. Went down on the Friday, stayed the weekend, and the the atmosphere, Ollie, on the Friday was something else. But even at that, like I'm trying to remember, yeah, it was I was in Dublin on the Monday 
recording in the Aviva five days beforehand. And we came out of the stadium and they were just setting up and there was like maybe a hundred Americans like trying to get into the stadium for a tour. And it's like, the game is not the Saturday, lads. It, it, <laughs> it was pretty electric. So it, it sort of makes you think like, what would Dublin be like if it had an NFL game? I feel like it would be like London on crack or something in a good way. It would be nuts. Well, you did um, you did Germany, right? Oh, Last man. year. And you've done London before for the for the NFL. So Yeah, like London's great. Like, I mean, Tottenham's awesome. Like I, I love I love Tottenham. Like, oh I love it. I just I it's the stadium is class, but like the press area is awesome as well. Um it's a free Germany bar. It's nice, yeah, it's good at Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bayern Munich's press room has literally like like for people listening to this, has got a bar in it. Now they weren't serving alcohol in it, but it was a full on bar. And nice. it was like, this is the press room. <laughs> uh, Munich was, Munich was unreal. Like I just, I, I sort of hope that Frankfurt can live up to expectation this year. It obviously will with that first game, but it's a smaller. It's actually ironically the same sort of capacity as the Aviva in Dublin for a college game. So for an NFL game, that's interesting because I feel like that capacity at 49 or 48,000 is too, is too little for an NFL game. So I'm definitely interested to see what that atmosphere is going to be like. Well, if the Chargers can play at StubHub and they're, you know, getting 36,000 or whatever that StubHub holds out in uh, mm. in Southern Los Angeles, like th- there's got to be a chance because, I don't know, I, I watched last year's Germany games, right? And I was so jealous, not only of people there. And bearing in mind, <laughs> I watched it before going to SoFi for, for a game. And I was still jealous of kind of watching the atmosphere. I thought the fans looked incredible. And it, it, without a doubt, the atmosphere in Germany looked so much better than the atmosphere that we get in, in London. And maybe that's because we've got almost complacent as American football fans in England because it just comes across every single time. And so it's now almost an expectation. Yeah. Uh, and maybe because it's that first one. But I don't remember. I, I mean, I went to the first one in London. And it didn't feel like that. There were almost people who didn't really know how to handle the whole situation. Whereas, like, the German fans just embraced it and made it iconic. And, you know, singing uh, Country Road after the game and everything with the the whole of the stadium in Munich blaring that out, I thought was a be- genuinely beautiful moment of America and European fans kind of coming together in that. And then you think about the links that Ireland has with the USA, you know, you go anywhere in like Boston or New York and talk to somebody and they're like, oh, well, I'm Irish. Like my great, great grandfather was Irish. He came over on a boat and now, but I'm still consider myself Irish. So if, if Frankfurt can hold a, a game in that size venue, you've got yeah. the American Irish link anyway. And London maybe is getting, look, Tottenham Stadium is phenomenal. And the Jags have their link with Wembley. So for the time being, it's going to be there. But in the not too distant future, I could imagine losing one London game and putting one over the Irish Sea. That could be controversial if the English or the UK NFL fans. Um, I'll just start off with my answer for this saying that... The stock answer. This is the diplomatic one. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope if there is a game over here that that London retains its quota. Um, (laughs) I think we'll get a game. I'm going to go all out here and just say I I think we'll get a game in the next five years. I think it'll be a one-off. And that's me speaking. That is not anybody else. The NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is merely Michael talking. Um, I think we will just because I, I just don't think that like there's so much momentum. It's like it, it's the next sort of 
place to go to. Like we all speak the same lingo. It's 45 minutes flight from London. Dublin's an international hub for travel. It's got pre-clearance. Just just do it, lads. Do it. One off. If you give me one game every 15 years, I'd take it and run. So <laughs> I'd be very happy. But what I will say this. What I do think will happen is we'll get one game. And it'll be like an 85,000 85, seater shape. So like, let's be prudent and say 80,000. Now, behind one of the net, just behind one of the end zones, it'll be a standing area only at the hill, it's called. Mm. And I think it'll be electric. And I think it'll be like Munich, where the NFL is like, we have to come back here. And I think it'll be bananas. So I, I reckon we'll get one and then we'll get one every bloody year. So maybe they could take one off London. But sure, look, if uh, if he's had to fly over, sure, like, look, I, I'm flying over in three weeks, three Sundays in a row. It has to be done, boys, but it's uh, it's definitely worth it. Like I, I love the London games, and I, I'm sure if we ever get a game over here, it'll be special as well. Yeah, diplomatic. I, I see the diplomatic answer there, right? Don't worry. Nobody listens to this podcast anyway. It's fine. There's nobody. It's one man and his dog listening to it, and the the, the dog's my girlfriend anyway. So it's all good. It's all fine. Uh, Mike, Jazz, Jazz, Mike, um, Hi, Mike, Mike you've been buttering up Steelers high ups as well so you must have given them a little nudge of like oh can you imagine can you imagine bringing the Steelers down here guys can you <laughs> i mean like I'll, I'll not give a time print on this or anything but like um yeah, what should i say here but basically <laughs> the, the, the whole thing like i'll start a game with that answer yeah look i mean if if it, it's one thing picking a market to go to like the global markets but when you pick both North and South NI ROI and you leave the rest of the UK out and only have NI, that's the first. But they have like that and they want to have the island of Ireland in that sense for marketing. So it's a smart move. Like the, the Rooney family obviously um have their roots back to, to Newry, which is literally just on the border and it's in Northern Ireland. So it's it, it's a really cool backstory. Um yeah, I mean I've definitely said to them like <laughs> but I'm not getting an answer from them if that makes sense. That being said, um the event that they done at Crow Park in I wanna say it was May and now the just the, the last week of May, which seems like a lifetime ago, uh was the first event that a team has launched their market campaign internationally in, in person. And that was that was really cool. Like I guess it was it sort of hit me, I think then like wow, this is really like this is something else. It's it's sort of like a London game almost sort of thing, but it's 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 got like a little sort of twist on it, which is really cool. Um, and then just last weekend they announced the watch party on the, the Friday for a game in November. Um, there's upwards of I want to say oh, I'll just say it five hundred people, and it sold out in twenty hours. So I'm very excited. I feel like, and that's why I think we'll get a game. I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna come. I think it'll take a couple of years, three or four years, time to come. But um, I think when we get it, it'll be something to remember. But certainly, I, I couldn't think of a team, uh, or or any other team that would deserve a play, deserve to play a game more than the Steelers here. And look, they said themselves, Steelers.com slash Ireland. I'm not putting the the words in the horse's mouth. Uh, we we aim to explore, uh, playing a game in Ireland. And you heard Art Rooney on Sky Sports last weekend saying that it'll be a pre-season or a regular game and they'll they'll make it happen so hopefully i don't get in trouble for saying that i'm merely repeating what people have said but i think it'll happen why not it, it makes sense and also if you think of the way that they expanded from the london games to the munich games or the germany games mm. it just makes sense to add in another game and then expand that international series further and prove that you can have six seven eight games outside the us and before you know it they might start thinking about permanent franchises that we've had that discussion with other people around 
the league about that. But it seems a that seems a long, long way away. But I think yeah. extra games other places does make a lot of sense. Like I, I think you've mentioned a couple of markets there. Like lads, I reckon they should take the game up north in England. Like I, I think put, put a game. I don't know if you can do it in Manchester. Put a game in Hamden, Merrifield, somewhere. Like yeah, do that. And if 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 you were going to sacrifice one London game, I think that would be the way to do it. But I, I would understand why that wouldn't happen. Also, um, I think. I, I like for years I was very much like oh I'd, I'd love to have a team internationally be in the NFL and now I'd love to just see a team from London and maybe a team from Dublin take part in the European League of Football and try and build it like that. Uh, I just a bit like NFL Europe again. Yeah, a little, a little bit like that. I just I don't know if unless like if it was a division and you had like two German teams, a UK team, and like a Spanish team or something in the NFL. I just don't know. Look, I mean, I, I'd obviously get behind it, of course, but it would just be very difficult to, I think, if you know, you've got a market where people have their teams, so I think that is difficult, and that's a genuine concern. So, look, yeah. I'll obviously support Anaheim the League does. I'd love to have a team over here, but I think you have to go into that conversation of, well, if they're playing in, it, like, say you completely revamped the divisions and the, the team gets to the playoffs and they're playing, they have to host the AFC Championship game at home in London. What, what you're gonna do what 10 o'clock UK mm. time is, is that the plan so I I, I just think it's hard mm. it's hard to see what they would do but certainly it uh, it makes you think about the future and what could happen I, I, there'd be a, a thing as well that it could end up feeling a bit gimmicky if you had an international division yeah. whereas I quite like the idea of maybe an international week where at yes. some point in the season there is a week where every game is played in somewhere else a, a different country like mexico or brazil and argentina and then you do all across europe and go into africa do parts of asia maybe even do one if you're trying to be super far away do australia or new zealand as well the nfl likes the idea of the london games with the breakfast kickoff east coast and all that if you did it that it way you could have a 24 hour day of nfl which would be round <laughs> the clock 24 hours just Divorces. live games somewhere Divorces everywhere. That Don't would really bell. separate the wheat and the chaff in terms of fans as well. Who stays up for that twenty-four hour Sunday? I'll um, I'll take what you said and I'll raise it. Like, why not have one game a week internationally for seventeen weeks, eighteen weeks? Mm-hmm. I think that like in in thirty years time that'll happen. They'll be playing in Madrid, Paris, Frankfurt, Munich, Dublin. Three games in London. There's Ian already. Australia. Like I, I can go on, but um. I think that's more possible than a franchise internationally. I really like, I just mm. don't like, there's so many like, tax laws, work laws. You have to work with local governments. Brexit is a factor as well. Loads mm-hmm. of different things. So I think like, honestly, London needs to get a team into the European league of football. And then let's, let's see the support for that over five to 10 years build up. Hopefully that league stays intact. I'm sure it will, but um, I'm jealous. I think London could have a team over there if they wanted to very quickly. Dublin is years off. I'd love to see it happen, but it's not going to happen. The fan base, though, I mean, what you guys have done in particular, yourself and, and, and plenty of the other kind of Irish contingent of journalists that make their way across for the London games and everything, what you guys have done in terms of creating content, keeping American football like really high on the agenda. You've personally hosted a couple of nights now in the last few weeks, I think, with Jeff Reinbold and uh, Christian Scotland-Williamson and everyone. Like, There's still a great buzz around Irish fandom as well that, Maybe it's just because I follow a lot of you guys on social media, but I again I see a lot more of that, and it 
looks good and really entertaining and fun then i do see a lot of like the the uk stuff in the same way i, I do worry that we're maybe getting a bit blasé about it you know i think like for us i appreciate the comments but thanks very much um so our our biggest sport i said rugby is gaelic football and the main gaelic football season ends in august now so i feel like at that point of the year you're either going to be a soccer fan because we call gaelic football football that's a whole different conversation it's all right. but like you're, you're either going to be a soccer fan or you're going to get into the nfl and i feel like there is a growth there like yeah we, we, we've been lucky we had jml over last week and there was like 300 people there and christian's unreal like he's i love christian he's great crack i had never met him properly until last week so yeah like it's just i've actually found that fans have almost went away a little bit from like a generic sort of watch party where we would have had maybe like 100 or something at a watch party on a sunday in a city or a town and now they want like the next sort of level of events and stuff so like i found that over the last couple of months but um it's a really cool time because you feel like it's growing and you feel like because it's quite a rural place and the island itself in certain areas is divided and there's there's, there's no point in beating around the bush there mm. it's a sport that brings people together but like rugby which is great at the minute because we're going to win the world cup in about six and a half weeks that's a different conversation <laughs> oh. for a different podcast but uh <laughs> um, it, i just feels like it feels like it's growing and uh i just i've just I've been very fortunate to get into it at a very interesting time and i feel very lucky lots of people it's great crack hey don't start saying don't start saying things like that. Otherwise, I'll start telling people how you got that ball over your right-hand shoulder there, mate, just in the top right-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I think you boys are on the other side of the draw, so definitely we'll have to do a podcast in the four weeks' time. We'll see the crack. But uh, yeah, it's um, like, it's look, like, as, like we're in Belfast a few weeks ago and yeah, you have people from different communities, different backgrounds, and like that wouldn't happen unless you've done something like this. And not that that's the reason for doing it. It's just like it does bring people together because people don't care. Do you know like it's it's mm -hmm. awesome so also like the local leagues is, is great as well we had the flag championships which phoebe was at and that was class like that was like, like we talked off camera earlier about like phoenix and stuff like that was like a like a mini music festival but like a football edition like the flag championships like i absolutely loved it like like i, I think i only thought about it when i got home but that was such a cool weekend i loved it it was called out in vegas and the pro bowl week where i went and saw what they were doing out there with the championships and like you go there and it's just all these kids so many different ages doing ridiculous things for for how young they are in terms of like the spin moves the catches everything like that it's hyper competitive yet they're all having a great time and yeah, yeah. it's it's nice to see and the nfl's still pushing so hard on that to be a thing and to to get that going and i can and see why because I, I wouldn't say ollie was a doubter of it like i wasn't but i just didn't know enough about it or just didn't take the time to look about it it's good i think like for young people yeah like that is the way to go like it's definitely the way to go because i think if you have people that are always like oh well it's too slow or i don't enjoy watching the blah 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 i stand there watching them having great crack i loved it so um that was a great weekend i think if ireland has a chance to host the game please god to do i'd like to see them make it even more of an event and sell tickets and get people in and take it to the next level but um it's been a, it's been a nice off season nice and then we got back into it this week, which was, I, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to talk about from the last, what, three days of American football. Where do you want to start? Eh? <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't, like, it's, it's, do you boys not think like, it's really weird having it back? Because it feels like it yep. ended like 20 minutes ago. And I know there's been seven months, but it's like, oh my God, we're actually back. But I, it's great. And like, we're two weeks out from London. It's like, brilliant. 
bring it on. I mean, I lost a lot of interest in the off season because so of Aaron Rodgers and the, how the off season started with the darkness retreat and everything like that. So I am a little bit annoyed that the beginning of this new season is immediately dominated now by Aaron Rodgers and what is going to happen with the New York Jets after, you know, he's been paid about a million dollars a second out there on the NFL field this year, out for the whole of the 2023 season. The Jets franchise goes from being one of the best things since sliced bread on paper to everybody immediately thinks now, right, it's going to have to be like last year. Defense is going to have to carry them. They need to keep running backs fresh in Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson is still yeah. an absolute boss. I was um, about to say that. But, yeah, what about the other Wilson? I mean, it's not... Surely they can go out and find somebody. I saw a great picture of Tom Brady in a Jets jersey. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, that would yeah. be, be funny. They've got to go and get somebody. They can't sit with Wilson at QB. Rich Eisen said that as well. They've got to try and th- break the bank, get everyone, every famous Jets fan around, go and take him to dinner, mm. try and find him a nice condo somewhere and just say, we'll pay you whatever you want. Just give us a year. Brady. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. There's like, no way that happened, but... I, I don't want to go back on what you just said there. Right? Just, just just to revisit it very quickly. Like, like yeah, I, I thought the Jets with Rodgers would go very... I, I, I had them go to the Super Bowl and losing against Ollie's Eagles. That, that was my sort of storyline this season. <laughs> Another year it, of pain. It, Brilliant. <laughs> no, no, like, I, I had you boys winning. So I, I had I had the Eagles getting to the Super oh, Bowl and Rodgers losing. So oh, the Jets sorry, fans yeah, losing oh, the Super great. Bowl in Vegas. That oh, would have been nuts. Um, do you know what it is? Like, you mentioned about Munich a second ago. Like the biggest thing about Munich for me was like knowing that that's probably the last time you're going to see Tom Brady play, and then watching Brady run out on Sunday, and genuinely feeling like sad as it sounds, emotional. Like oh my god, he looks so old. Mm. Holy shit! I shouldn't be saying it, but oh my god, he looks so old. Uh, and starting to tear up a bit, you know, mentally. I wasn't actually sitting there crying at the New England Patriots game, but you look at Rogers and you're thinking, well, I, I want to enjoy this. If he's going to go for one last run here, I want to enjoy this. Yeah. As somebody that watches the league. And of course, at 1.34 a.m. yesterday, by myself in my living room, that was it. It was over. I can't believe. I'm actually gutted he's done. Gutted yeah. because, like you said about the offseason being dominated, Okay, fair enough. Well, let's see the proof in the pudding. And now this season and the offseason next year is going to be, will he play, will he not play? Zach Wilson, I don't know. Like All I'll say is Peyton Manning's reaction to the, on, on the Manning cast on Monday night, watching Zach Wilson try and play football was all I needed to see. I love um, the Tom Brady thing. Like I, could you imagine he did it for the crack and the Jets as well? Imagine he rolled into like Foxborough. Oh, so they've just, just be... given him the send off. He's done the, he's pulled the Patriots jersey back on this weekend, run down the field, done the let's fucking go fist pump and everything. And then the next time you see him out in public at an NFL game is him pulling on a green Jets jersey. And, you know, he lost he lost his wife last year. He might lose the kids this year if he does this. So <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that. But uh, I mean, like. <laughs> Like, if if he went back last year, why wouldn't he go back this year? That's yeah. why I'm like, mm, who knows? But he looks old. Like I like I don't know if you boys thought that, but I was like, wow, man, he's aged. Last well, last year as well. I thought, to be honest, you watched him and you were like, you're now like a grumpy old man on the sideline, as opposed to like that fired up QB leader. And it didn't help the Bucks yeah. weren't playing well anyway. But he did. It didn't have that same spark as mm. even that first year in Tampa for whatever reason decision making wasn't great the arm wasn't 
there it wasn't really slinging you know 45 yard zips out to the right sideline it was better put some more air underneath this one just to make sure it gets the distance and then there's too much time of it in the air and stuff so i don't know it i think that Mm. would be would be one of the most jets things to do to go all in on the wrong guy in a panic move to replace aaron Rodgers. what's going on well i mean the good thing is with zach wilson at that point don't you well, like that's what Robert Salas just said as we record. This is Zach Wilson's team, so there you go. We're sort of, but like hypothetically, Brady. Like, do you remember in 2010 or 2011, whenever Michael Jackson died and Google didn't work for like 25 minutes? I think <laughs> Brady coming back that would be like the last big NFL story that people were like, "Holy crap!" So, uh, yeah, Can you imagine no, the army of Bostonians marching down to New York to burn the whole city just so they can make sure they get his new apartment. Civil War. He'd have fine when Ed outside, wouldn't you? He'd be there with the hoses. He'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be manning the pump straight away, he'd helping people. Fine. Yeah. But it goes back to like what I said. I know, but but Rogers, like, I think all of us would love to see Brady play one more game for the crack. But like, it makes like I hope Rogers comes back. I really yes. hope he does one more yeah. year. And he'll, you know, like the NFL had this whole advert the last two weeks. He can't make this stuff up. You couldn't make that up on Monday night anyway. I'll put him. I'll give them that. Uh, New Orleans twenty five. Could that be where Aaron Rodgers rides off into the sunset with a Lombardi after fixing the Isle Achilles? Never, never completed a pass in New York. Like if he doesn't play again, that's such a weird. You know, Favre did the bookend interceptions for his career, and that was kind of like a beautiful thing. This would be the weirdest thing for arguably the greatest player to have moved, been paid seventy-five million to never throw, never complete a pass. It would have been, yeah, free money. And it is sad because it would have been fun to see the Jets do well. I, I don't have anything against the Jets. Um, I got, like I said, Hard Knocks was a little tough to watch again because it was the Rogers show this year and everything. And it was actually more interesting when they focused on Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner and those lot. But yeah, I don't know. I was kind of excited to see what this whole package would look like after mm-hmm. a whole off season of talking about it. So right, let's go and see how Aaron Rodgers looks with all these young, great weapons. And we never... We never got so. Do you, do you buy the Bakhtiari thing that's talking about turf? Because he's been straight out onto social media saying it's the artificial turf. There's a plan to change all of these surfaces to grass fields for the World Cup, uh, for the ones that are hosting um, hosting games for the World Cup in the USA, Mexico, and Canada. But do you kind of stand by this idea, both of you? That they need to start getting back to playing on grass more and lose this artificial turf that has become the trend to have in all these stadiums because it's easier to keep up. That was going to go first, man. Oh, yeah. So I totally think I was, I thought I'd let you go first there, Mike, because you're the guest. Um, no, I think they definitely should the turf. You look at the number of knee injuries you get on turf versus grass. And the trouble you have, of course, the grass is a bit wet and you have kind of full studs. You have the argument that feet can get planted and can still turn. But at least the grass is a lot more give to it. The turf is a lot more, well, stable, should we say. But that mm. also means you can have more chance like Roger's foot there to stick into place and have nowhere else to go apart from to unfortunately snap. So I can completely see the point of it. And there's so many game or so many, sorry, fields that have real grass. There's no reason why you can't do that. And if you argue, well, you've got a dome, that's fine. They have very clever lightings these days that can simulate sunlight to make the grass grow. Mm. So it's not as if you have that as a problem, maybe 20 years ago. Yes. Issue don't have that anymore. I don't understand it. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I guess for me, I'm I'm old school. Like I'm Gaelic football, rainy Tuesday night outside on grass. And to make it more relevant to UK listeners, 
I mean, we were literally sitting watching Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you were there, Ollie, in, in Tottenham after the game against the Saints. Was it last year? And I think it was him that called out the playing surface. Now, I love Tottenham as a stadium, and I love the NFL setup there. But he made it very openly clear that he didn't like it. Um, did, did anybody see the tweet that the guy sent out the two hours before kickoff Monday night saying, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles in the rain? No, the... really? Yes, yeah, so I've seen so, like, that you tweet. You almost guess, like, it's going to... Yeah, I saw that tweet. Uh, I don't know. Like I, 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 like look. If if they're saying that they're gonna break, like I mean, for a start, America should not be given the World Cup if they're not hitting the proper grass. That's oh yeah, obscene. yeah. So like, thank God they're getting that. But it just says a lot. If FIFA are gonna be like, oh yeah, sort that out. No problem at all, lads. But we'll sort that out. Sort it out. I mean, it's not as bad as I mean, like, like, the, the NFL is also one of the biggest players. Like, yeah, not as bad as sort of FIFA giving Qatar the World Cup them having to create a whole different schedule in the calendar to make it work. <laughs> yeah, as FIFA... Can I just say, like, <laughs> low-key, like, and I know there's a lot of different points behind that, like, as somebody who worked at home last year, 10 o'clock in the, in the morning kickoffs, December, <laughs> the best final ever. I, I get what people are saying, but... Uh, it was. It was. That was the best World Cup. Michael Cray's championing and... the Winter World Cup, banging on FIFA's door in Switzerland, and no, sorry, UEFA's door in Switzerland, isn't it? Banging on. How FIFA's much door. Did, did, did they pay you as well, Mike? Is yeah, that what yeah. happened? <laughs> I was massively against. That. I was like, why are they doing this in December? And I think about two weeks in, it was like, dun 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 dun. Day day ten, like ten o'clock in the morning. Here we go. This is it. <laughs> um, but look, you boys should have won it, and that's a whole different story for a different podcast. But sure, look, there's always next year, boys, or four, four years time, or three years time. I don't hold grudges about football anymore. No, I don't care. My emotion only goes to a sporting emotion only goes to American football now. Most real football. Yeah, no, get that. I don't. I'm not into Gaelic football. I've got to win, win some bonus. No, points the, the NFL, <laughs> real football. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well, you described yourself as saying that real football is Gaelic football so yeah, all yeah. Was I'm, actually I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to I give mean, you some love there mate. I'm, I'm trying to blend in try and get that free pass to the Ireland game when it uh, comes across don't worry <laughs> here if, <laughs> no comment if, if, if there's three and a half million people trying to get tickets for a 48,000 stadium theater in Frankfurt I think we're all in trouble boys um, <laughs> no fair. look I mean yeah certainly I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, go back to Gaelic quickly. Sorry to go off, t- off top over. of the NFL. Does the Gaelic League work across all of Ireland much like rugby does? Or is uh, it split into Republic and Northern? So it, it's an all-island thing. So okay. it's like North and South. So yeah. there's 32 counties and your county's a bit like your team, but there's also like villages and towns that play as well. But if you're good enough, you play for your county and that's like the pinnacle. And if you right. win that, then you're a god. They used to do all-stars against Aussie rules. It was great fun. Google oh. it, go on YouTube. A Jack Russell ran onto the pitch. There's 80,000 <laughs> people at it and it wouldn't come off the pitch for 15 minutes. And it was... Uh, <laughs> It was legendary, but like, like it's it's a bit like Aussie rules, but better, but better. I'm sorry yeah, for yeah, yeah. any Australians listening. It is far better, and your sport isn't great, but that's a different conversation. Uh, yeah, but look, NFL is king in my mind. You know, it's all good, lads. But also, that I'm glad I brought that up. The so you play in the league from January to March, and guess what the league's called? The NFL. They call it the oh, National really? Football yeah. League, and it's sponsored by Alliance. And I don't know how they're getting away with it. So, so you can wander around Ireland and depending on which bar and which time of year you're going into, you personally can say, oh, I, I'm all about the NFL. Nothing comes close. It's all about the NFL <laughs> and nobody's none the wiser. That's perfect. Perfect. Pretty for much. You. Pretty much. Uh, but probably after this podcast, I 
presume there'll be some sort of issue if everyone calling it that. Only if the one man and the dog don't have a problem with it, you'll be fine. It'll be all good. It's all good. It'll be a hundred percent. But no, it's uh, it's it's good fun. Um, there's nothing like it, boys. I mean, I'd, if you ever do come over, let me know, and I'll, I'll take you there. Um, it's it's good fun. It was it's quite brutal on the TV. The sticks or the ball is the question. Like the, oh, the sticks the is brutal. Oh, the hurling ball, looks yeah. horrific. Hurling looks hurling horrendous. Looks like it. Hurling, I've, seen, I've seen people who've had hurling and I've seen them as, um, as people at work and they just have no teeth. <laughs> they have zero teeth. The uh, quick story, which is NFL related, the one of the best players is a goalkeeper for one of the best teams and he's a massive Ravens fan. So we've obviously befriended each other and he, he's, he's a great lad, but he pulled off one of the best teams of all time two or three weeks or two or three months ago. And um, yeah, he just he loves the Ravens. He's coming to London so it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll try and get you run, to run into them and you can blow up Irish social media on TalkSport somehow <laughs> <laughs> oh mate I mean look fingers crossed I'm even going to these games at this point I, uh, I'm I still none the wiser meetings taking place in the next 24 hours apparently we will uh, we will find out but the Ryder Cup and Premier League football uh, yeah taking taking precedent on the on October the 1st apparently so which is fair enough I mean there would be a bit of me, I was thinking about this, if we were covering that game and I was at Wembley for the Falcons against the Jags, especially if it's a blowout, which judging by the first weekend, it may not be. Potentially could be. You reckon? No, I reckon. Oh, I think Jags hold hold on, the Ryder Cup finishes on October the on... 1st. Oh, no. Yeah, Ryder That's Cup Sunday is October the 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's oh, such no. such bad planning from NFL. Bring the bring the Ethernet cable to Wembley then, best yeah. uh, I actually thought it was the week before because I was I'm actually I feel a bit better now because I have to go to uh, another NFL related point. I have to go on a stag do my brother in law to Prague in two weeks, week three of the NFL season. Oh, it's so hard. Awful, life. awful. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God it's a week after. Anywho, anywho, it, it look it, it, it did. Did you enjoy week one Sunday? Because like I found, I I went down to like a watch party and. The first window was a wee bit rusty. Like oh, it was rusty. Yeah, I, I struggled. I really struggled the first window, especially how sloppy it was and how much the offenses all just were shitting the bed left, right, and center. Some of the plays, I mean, like the Sean Watson pick he had, where he just floated the ball perfectly to the defender, as if there was someone supposed to be catching it there, but as if he was playing catch with that man. I just didn't understand how it could be that bad a product. Yeah, early on. I actually turned it off and put the Wales Fiji game on for quite a bit of time. I gave up. It was a weird one because the bar I was in, legally of course, had every game at once. So literally, I was sitting around like, like this here, like looking around me. Um, the biggest thing that stood out to me was, and we're like thirty-five minutes deep into this podcast, and I can say this legally now, was how bad the Steelers actually were against the oh, Niners yeah. uh, and Pickett. For a guy that's, um, I probably should have said that actually. You mentioned Ireland earlier on, so they put the Steelers preseason games on the Gaelic equivalent of NFL Game Pass here. So a lot of people got to watch Pickett play great in the preseason. So there was a lot of expectation, a lot of people there on Sunday, and he just didn't look confident. But boys, the Niners completely blew them mm. out of the water, and you feel like, and this is the the prudent, boring analyst in me now, lads, have they peaked too early? It's week one. <laughs> Really? Brock Purdy looks like he's unreal. Like Brock Purdy yeah. looks like he literally sat by himself for seven months. Like, like this is my redemption season, and he's coming yeah. back, and he looks so chill. Like I, like he was a joy to watch on Sunday. He was that good. And when when you know Tomlin was coming out and saying that we were mauled, it was awesome. And um, and 
the game that was behind me from where I was sitting was the Vikings Bucks game, and I mean, where where do you start? Where do you start for Kirk Cousins, boys? I mean, I I I've been high, I've been sorry, low on Kirk Cousins the entire time he's been pretty much in the NFL. To be quite honest, Jazz will never hear overrated. a good word said about Kirk Cousins nope. on this podcast, even if Kirk Cousins wins a primetime game, throws five touchdowns in one weekend. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't did matter. He, did he take the Vikings to the NFC Championship game like Case Keenum did? No, he didn't. So therefore, Case Keenum's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. End of story. Done. I like every bandwagoner enjoyed. Kirk Cousins on quarterback, and my opinions completely changed. I really like the man. Yeah, see, that's and why I, I haven't watched it because I don't want to have to change my opinion. Man, you'll love it. You'll love it. He seems like such a nice guy. He's got a room. See, I, I, in want his keep, garage. I want to it's die like... on this hill. I want to die on this hill. Um, oh, I loved it, but yeah, I was I was surprised at how not how poor, I don't think it was a matter of being poor. They were sloppy as hell, and sloppy, it's like yeah. they should have they should have run away with that game, and they didn't. Um. And it was really funny because there was this like small TV in the bar that there was like two people around watching the Washington Arizona game, <laughs> and suddenly like mid fourth quarter, people are going, "Hold on, Arizona's winning!" And like people started crowding around it, going, "Right!" Yeah. Uh, it was just it was just funny. I'd recommend. I'll, I'll let you know the name of the place off, off camera, but um, great to have football back. Brilliant to have football back. Great to go up the road for an hour and a half and watch while safely driving red zone. And just just have it back, so it's a wee bit surreal, but um, certainly excited for the next few weeks. Yeah. So are you a Steelers fan, Mike? No, I'm a Broncos fan. Uh, but yeah, okay. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. Um, I mean, I'm presuming you're a Steelers fan, but going by your background, so well, that's are, a giveaway, have, isn't it? Yeah. I have this. I have 17 of these, so I will get one over to you at some point. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> that's cool. Um, they've yeah, I've got there's literally a box over there, and there's like a hundred tiles. Wow. So, uh... <laughs> How do you feel about the whole year ahead of us? It's funny because like we done a podcast on on Monday night, and the guys in the podcast were quite positive, like in terms of it's not a great start. But I feel like that Monday, that Monday night game week two for the Steelers is absolutely massive again. It's massive for the Browns as well because the Browns can go two and zero in the season. Mm-hmm. Never mind going into Pittsburgh. It's just I think it's going to be electric. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. But I do feel that the Steelers were to go zero two. It's a big big issue for them. I, I can he really bring them back? They had no run game week one, and a lot of it, a couple of injuries now as well. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Cam Hayward being out is a big one. Mm. Two months as well, isn't it? And like mm. it's the Surgery. best. Like like I, I was like sort of coming into the season. It's it's like the most intriguing division for me, the AFC North, because like mm-hmm. there's so many question marks around it. But I feel like we'll be sitting here if. I come on again, come week 17, week 18, we'll be at, we'll be talking about the same sort of thing. Who who's gonna get through? I I think there's gonna be a shock in that division. Now, I'm not gonna say what Mark Hogan from Pro Football Ireland said and he says that the Browns are gonna win it. I don't think that's gonna happen. But uh I wouldn't sleep mm. in the Steelers, but to take my bandwagon hat off, it should be a good run in. Um, but certainly there's so many question marks after week one with so many teams. Yeah, I totally agreed. I I think that that. 49ers team is potentially an NFC Championship candidate, like you said before, anyway. So I don't think you can judge that team based on one performance against them. It's also week one, and we saw how sloppy lots of the other teams were as well. And although, yes, Pickett did really well in the preseason, we've seen teams do really well in the preseason and do really poorly in the actual season. My best example of that was, I think it was the 2007 Lions that went 4-0 in the preseason, John Kittner proclaiming, we're going to the playoffs and go 0 and 16. So <laughs> it's not um, it's not a high bar to beat that, but I'd, I I would really back us to try and get at least a playoff spot given the the three spots that are available. And 
with the Browns, like you said, there they've already had a division win. If they were to beat the Steelers and have two division wins, that's a massive boon to their season. Well, I think um, that like... that division's going to be won this year that is taking wins off each other. So I, yeah, everybody talks about divisional games being so important and everything, but I actually think the games against your opposition outside of the division are going to be equally, perhaps even more important because everybody's going to be taking wins off each other inside that division. So how you yeah. separate yourself will be that. The, the thing with playing the Niners week one is that the Niners are perhaps the most gelled and organized team in football straight off the bat. And I don't think anybody was too surprised that that was the case. All they've done is if they've added quality and they have players like Brandon Ayuk, it just looked phenomenal this weekend. And the fact that you've got Devo Samuel one side, Brandon Ayuk on the other, like Devo would have taken the focus previously. Ayuk then gets the ability to have a bit more separation. If Ayuk's getting the ball more, People are going to look at him and then Devo suddenly opens up. Then you've got CMC as well. Like, and Kittle as well. I was going to say, and then you've got George Kittle in the middle and Kyle Juszczyk if you really want to use another threat out the backfield as well. I mean, Deadly. the the question mark for the Niners was, is Purdy going to have been a flash in the pan last year or has he done what you seem to think he's done and is sat in a darkness retreat and used it for good and it worked himself and become you know a, a, an even better quarterback and focused his game in, which... Which he looks like he has done, to be honest. I mean, they just shredded them from what I've seen. I caught some of the early window, and then unfortunately, Greece Gibraltar had my attention until the uh, the late. Greece Gibraltar. The, the commentary gigs, mate. Some of them are, are wild and wonderful. UEFA European Championship qualifier, the rock against the acrop, as uh, as I was calling it to a couple of people. <laughs> At least you weren't commentating in Ireland against the Netherlands. That, that, that yeah, no, that wasn't uh, that wasn't my bag. Unfortunately, I didn't get to do that one. <laughs> but um. The rock but yeah, the yeah, the rock gets the crop. I like that. It made it sound like a bit of a heavyweight boxing fight rather than you grease. Use just... That live, you should got that's a that's a good one. I did test it with the producers, and they were like, "Are you UEFA going to be annoyed about that or not? Like, is that bringing it into disrepute probably a little bit?" Issue, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, it probably is. It probably is. It'll no, be alright. It'll it'll be grand. It'll be 100%. No, no fun with UEFA at all." Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I do think the Steelers are going to have to make sure that they find victories in the games outside of that division massively. Um, and I'm still not. I'm still not in on Kenny Pickett. I no. don't know. I don't know what it is. I just I wasn't in on it last year. You were quite high on him after preseason, Jazz. Yeah, I remember last year, and I'm still. I don't know. I, still... I was high on him last year as well because I think that lots of the picks he threw were unfortunately poor plays by someone called Chase Claypool, mm. just deciding to not jump for a ball when you're six four and your DBs around you are less than six foot. You just don't jump and try and catch the ball. That's going to be fine right in Chicago because they're never going to throw the ball. Well, apparently, the they've. Uh, I saw on Twitter the other day what, during the games that people on Twitter were lambasting Claypool for basically being completely invisible during the game. But they, they, I've every so often on red zone, the only plays that I saw from the Bears were Fields running and um, running for his life sometimes, but yeah, uh, running. So. Um, and like, like you've literally hit me on the head there. Not, not just running, but like you, you first split second. You're like, oh my god, that's such an impressive run. Oh, hold on, he hasn't anywhere to go. <laughs> yeah, he's got <laughs> nothing. Like, <laughs> at what point are we going to be like, right? Maybe we should like, I, I don't know. Like, like, do you boys think this could be like, not a defining year for him in Chicago, but it's like, like think of the like think of the disappointment for the Jets fans last on on Monday night. But like, the Packers rolled in the Chicago. On like literally where people were frothing at the mouth going, we're going to beat these boys. Finally, yeah. this is our moment. And they didn't. Jordan Love was like, oh yeah, no worries. Jordan Drama. Love looked great when he came in last year against the Eagles. 
and the Eagles had laid down an absolute whipping on Rodgers in that primetime game. And Love came in for like the fourth quarter and actually started to get the Packers back into the game. And you were like, and the Eagles hadn't, you know, taken out the whole of their defense yet or anything like that. They're still playing starters. But I, it doesn't surprise me that Love looks pretty confident and competent. I know it was only the Bears in the first game and everything, but from what we've seen on recent footage of Jordan Love, like, looks, looks right. solid. Looks like what a quarterback should do when he's sat being a backup for three years and is learning the scheme and system, which all of these rookie quarterbacks should do anyway. I wouldn't have half of them starting in their first year. I think it's ludicrous because they're just going to get beaten up all the time. But yeah, I, the the Packers are going to be fine. The whole place isn't going to fall apart because Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of, you know, Old has been, yeah, has been receivers have kind of split the pack. They'll be okay. They'll they're organized franchise and rebuild. Mike, I know you got to go in about five minutes. So tell me one thing from week one that you really take away from it. Like the arguably the most important thing, say, whether it was a game, whether it was a team, whether it was a player, what? You put me on the spot, mate. You yeah, I know, sorry. Um do you know what? I'll just say it. the the New York football giants. Um, trash. <laughs> yeah they are and i feel bad saying it because like i feel like i feel like half of the irish population and support the giants are going to completely lambast me now but you pay your quarterback okay like i wasn't really up for that i understand well this time last year the talk from new york was that daniel jones would have had to have would have had to have had an mvp caliber season to be retained in new york he didn't have an mvp caliber season he had a good season but anyone that's playing for their career is going to have a good season. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. Like The way that they treated Saquon Barkley was really poor. And I keep saying this, and I'm annoying myself now when I'm saying this, but like when Joe Sheehan sat in a presser, like, oh, yeah, we'll get it done. Well, Saquon had to go on the podcast and complain about it. And then you actually look at the team and the way that they played on Sunday night. Now, look, the, the Cowboys' defense and the pressure that they put on Daniel Jones on Sunday night was unbelievable to watch but they couldn't keep that up for the full 60 minutes like it was on Jones to get the ball down the field they couldn't do it um, Stephen Gilmore I think it was a bland as well but M- Mika Parsons just looks like an absolute cue the pun giant out. in the defence he looks unreal like mm. he you sort of wonder to yourself like is he going to break the record this year I, I, I think he is I, I, know, I know you've got one more game but he's just so so good and um, when your second leading rusher is Daniel Jones for forty odd yards, you know you're in trouble. But I, I honestly, like the Giants are a team to watch this year in terms of like their schedule's not great. They've got the Cardinals this week. I think they'll get out of jail free on that one. But they have the Niners, the Seahawks, the Dolphins, the Bills coming up after that, and I, I think it could be a long year for them. But as long as they stick with Dable and not start getting annoyed, they've now got a situation where Aaron Rodgers isn't isn't a big problem for them anymore. So. Let's see. But I was I was disappointed at the way that they've operated. I think they should have made a move for a big quarterback in the offseason. I think they should have went all in with that, and they didn't. And I think they'll pay the repercussions on that at some point. But um, that's my biggest takeaway. I mean, like we didn't even get a chance to talk about Burrow. I think that's going to be one to look at in week two. Um, the Eagles and Patriots game was interesting because at one point it could have been a cricket score with the Patriots come back. I think, and I've said this on different podcasts, I think this will be Bills last year in New England. I think they're really not at the races. And really? I know they looked half decent towards the end on Sunday. I don't think they're. I, I don't think they're fit. And I'm. I'm, I'm going to get done for saying that. 
by the one man's dog parlor, but uh, come back <laughs> to me if, he, if, if it is man. that. He's got a real You see like this whole talk of, oh, well, Bill wants to stay for the record. I will need you. You need to win games. Like, There's you know, also like, story like, of um, Bill's wife divorcing him and they're worried about the the bombs they're gonna she's going to drop in the press after that happens. They think that she knows some things that are really bad that she's going to start saying to everyone. So Bill might be ushered out, not just because of performance issues, but maybe because of uh, media witch hunts. Well, you've got a guy called Robert Kraft, right? And as I, you know, miscellaneously Google his his name to see what age he's 82 years of age. He wants to win another ring, boys. He's not going to be waiting around for Bill Belichick to get his shit together. He he wants another yeah. ring. They're playing the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. Oh, I'll say it. Dolphins minus 20 and a half. Straight up. Really? So, yeah, I, I, I don't think Mac Jones is of the caliber, unfortunately. And I think Philadelphia, not to be bad, Ollie, but like they probably looked at it very quickly at the Zarko and all were two scores up here. Will be grand sort of thing. I think there was a foot and off the gas, yeah. There definitely was at the end. A half decent team would have scored a touchdown on, on in, in the fourth quarter on Sunday against them, and they, they didn't, and they got out of jail free and fair play to them. It's 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 a win and it'll go down as a win. And they deserve to win the game on the basis of it averaging out. But um yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch Sunday football this week. It could be over by half two hour time, boys. Like it's I don't think New England wins a game this side of October. We get another blowout. On Sunday night football, that's exactly what I they think want in prime time, isn't it? They love these, mm-hmm. you know, forty to nothing starts to the season, and then uh, what forty-five to seven on uh, on the next Sunday in week two. Exactly what Mike Tirico and NBC were visiting for their rankings this year. <laughs> and Jason Guard as well. Jason flew what six thousand miles round trip to Dublin for a forty-two three ball game, which is a great game. <laughs> but uh, oh. yeah, and there there we are. I mean, look, I I'll, I'll say one last thing in the Patriots. You know, look, as a neutral, you'd love to see them challenge in the East. I don't think they've got the team this year. I feel like they've got guys that are almost there, like Stevenson and Bourne, but I don't think they've got that talent around them to emulate what was there before. And I personally don't think Bill has sorted the quarterback room from the minute on St. Patrick's Day 2020 when, when Brady walked. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it'll be his last year. I think Kraft will, uh, Kraft and him will part ways. And the biggest question will be: Is that bill done, or will he go somewhere else one more time? That's a bit. That'll that'll be the off season question next year, which we'll talk about for seven months. Well, in the uh, in the words of Alan Partridge, on that bombshell, we will uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you step away, Mike. Man, it's a pleasure to catch up with you again, buddy. It's been yeah too long since Arizona, and we'll try and catch you when you uh, get into London in a few weeks. Yes, sir. And if not London, uh, sure, we'll, we'll grab a pint or two in Vegas, please, God. I appreciate you bringing me on, boys. Missed the crack there the last few months because I feel like I've been out of the UK sort of scene for a while. So uh, enjoyed this and I appreciate you having me on, boys. Thank you. Right. Anytime. Okay, if, you can, if you can step on at any point, we'll get you back later on in the year for sure. Awesome. Thank get you. Get some rest as well, bud. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to Mike for joining us there, having a chat. Um, Mike was one of the people I met out in Phoenix uh, last year. Lovely bloke, does so much good work around uh, Irish-American football. You can find him on X, which that's not me saying you can find him. That's one thing about Twitter changing its name to X that I find a bit odd because you get notifications that come up that say Daniel Jones on X. And I'm like, 
I think that's the breaking Who's headline Jones, as opposed to, yeah, I'm like, that's the headline. Oh no, no, Daniel Jones has said this on Twitter. Uh, you can find it, Michael underscore NFL. That's Michael underscore NFL. Jazz, any more takeaways quickly from Sunday, Monday, Thursday? Just Tyreek Hill looked like a joystick running Miami around, fun, catching they? the ball. That was very impressive. And I honestly thought the Dolphins were going to win by more than they did actually. So good job on the Chargers to keep it as, it's close they did. I saw an interesting tweet this week saying about how the, the strength of Tua and the Miami offense is they neutralize pass rushes because did you hear a single bit about Joe Bosa or Khalil Mack at all that week, that day? Mm. And not really. So that bodes well for them given the upgrades that the Bills will have had at pass rush. Well, I'd say upgrades. Leonard Floyd coming in is, is a marginal upgrade from what they had and Bob Miller coming back. So it'd be interesting to see if, if that maintains itself and I'm all for having teams that are fun to watch, and that was definitely fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, Miami were great. The Chargers found another interesting way to lose as well, obviously with J.C. Jackson committing a pass interference penalty, an important moment just before halftime. He took an interception back out to the three-yard line, so then pinned the Chargers deep inside their own territory rather than taking a knee in the end zone. Uh, They decided not to call a timeout. Uh, Sorry, they called a timeout too early, just before halftime as well, because smartly... Justin Herbert slid, took a knee, kept the clock running when they had one timeout left at 12 seconds. The Chargers called that timeout early, which then gave the Dolphins the chance to throw two deep balls downfield. One that was JC Jackson with the pass interference. They kicked a field goal going into halftime. Those three points ended up costing the Chargers the game. Everything was kind of like how you almost expect on a week one, with some teams being very much what they are and normally and some teams not being that way. The Raiders, for instance, got a pretty good win against Denver. Neither side looked that special, but Jimmy G did Jimmy G solid things. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams played quite well in that game. They come away with a victory. The Chargers... That was all Will Lutz's missed XP. Will Lutz makes the XP, forces it in overtime, and it may be a different outcome. The Chargers were the Chargers, as I just mentioned, in terms of throwing a game away. The Chargers Dolphins are really charge. exciting, as long as Tua can stay healthy and protected, which he did, which is great. Uh, McDaniels is a, obviously drawing up a really fun offense and a pretty good defensive scheme as well, although Xavier Howard needs to stop committing pass interference penalties on the other side of that ball. Uh, yeah, the Jets were the Jets with their bad luck. The Rams were really solid against the Seahawks, but, you know, are we that in to the Seahawks anyway Josh Allen was Josh Allen no but we thought the Seahawks would be better than they were that's true Calvin Ridley looked amazing coming back like you can bet your bottom dollar on him this year because he's not allowed to so you might as well do it for him which is nice (laughs) and uh talking quick and simple well done talking of bets uh let's do what Calvin can't do and put on our accumulators for the weekend so last week Dave went five and one which is uh unlike Dave to do that so well done to him yeah i went three and three still a lost i also went three and three so dave has gone this week go on you start with dave's dave's going plus nine on the raiders to beat the spread against the bills he's going minus three on the Chargers to take the spread against the titans plus eight on the rams for the spread against the niners which i think is bold that uh he's going 9.5 on the jets to cover the spread against the cowboys which i also think is bold uh he's taking minus 2.5 on the spread with the dolphins against the patriots which might not be so bold if you're uh, anybody like mike and the saints at minus three against the panthers which actually i think is a very good one to take to be honest that is giving him about 60 to one not bad hmm. not bad i have three of those games ollie and all th- and a couple of them you thought were a bit punchy i've got the Chargers minus three 
Rams plus eight, Vegas plus eight and a half. And then I've got the Ravens to beat the Bengals because I don't trust Joe Burrow to come back and do as well this week either. I think he's still looking like he needed the preseason. I've got the Lions to beat the Seahawks because I think the Lions will just dominate them left, right, and center. And I've taken the Colts to beat the Texans because the Colts had a bit of offense. Texans didn't have a great deal. So I'd like to think that should come off. And that is 43 to one. Delightful. I am going uh, for the all or nothing sort of mentality by the way i'd love it if it was announced that the jets were all or nothing this year and like it's just one episode <laughs> it's just one episode yeah <laughs> um the ravens i'm taking to beat the bengals because yeah. i think they'll be better than that bengals team were even though the bengals have to get better, better than yeah, yeah. they have to get better uh the raiders at plus 9.5 over the bills because that wasn't a good bills performance against the Jets at all. The Vikings at plus seven against the Eagles because I'm taking the Thursday night football game. So I think the Vikings will cover the spread and I think that's going to be closer than people think it's going to be. I have the Bears to beat the Buccaneers because I don't trust Tampa and I think Fields and Co. will be able to do it enough. I've got the Broncos at minus 3.5 over the Commanders and I've got the Chargers at minus three over the Titans, which is giving me a whopping 84 to one going into the weekend. And week two is a bit like week one in that you've seen some stuff, but you still don't know if anything's a trend or a blip yeah. on the radar. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know who, who these teams are yet. So, we've got primetime games of doubleheader on Monday Night Football, the Saints against the Panthers and the Browns against the Steelers. I don't know which one I'm more interested in that, to be honest. Sunday Night Football is the Dolphins against the Patriots. And Thursday Night Football is the Vikings against the Eagles. And unfortunately, I won't be able to watch that because I'm going to the golf on Friday. Jazz, thanks as always, buddy, for coming on. Thank you, Ollie. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. No idea what we're going to do next week, but we should have Bluck back. We'll see. Although I won't be here next week. Yeah, I might not be either, actually. I've got very busy work. We'll see what happens next week. Anyway, thank you. We'll figure it out. We'll do it like it.